So is this a bonus ode or what? Are we, what is this? This is obviously isn't canon. I was. I mean, it's Friday, so this is a bonus episode, or it's a Tuesday because podcasts are asynchronous. You can listen to them whenever you want. That's true. Just blew my mind right now. I thought this was live. <laughs> so yeah, we don't go directly from the basement to the internet. Not yet. No, I feel like that would be. No, I don't think that would be bad because we don't. We, we don't edit. No, we don't. And like, I always feel like we're we debate like, what do you think about that? It was garbage. And we're like, let it ride. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, speaking of let it ride, I've come to a realization about myself. Okay. So this is something we haven't talked about. I'm going to pitch it to you live, and then we won't edit it out after okay, we decide this, not to do this. Is this about going to a casino? No. Okay. Where did that come from? You said let it ride. Wow. Let it ride is what you say. Yeah, but you were like digging for puns in my sentence. That was weird. Wasn't I mean I could have went with the board game Let It Ride, which board game geeks, if you're trying to get your friends into the board games, Let It Ride is a great game to do that. Stop staring at me like that. <laughs> so so a few years ago, probably four or five years ago at this point. Okay. Um, I decided that I hadn't done anything creative in a while. And like it was brewing inside me, like bubbling. Yeah, exactly. So, I I needed to like creatively jerk off in some way, so I could great way of putting it. So I so I figured out a way to try to do it, do it quick because the problem that I have, and you and I have started <laughs> a few endeavors. Those are great. Those are great phrases <laughs> to say after <laughs> your uh, masturbation analogy. Yeah. So when you and I have attempted to masturbate together like this, mm-hmm. we we have the same thing. We're like we get started, but we have a rough time getting to the finish. Okay. And yeah. And I have the same problem. Like I've got a couple screenplays that like the first drafts done. Mm-hmm. It obviously needs worked, and I've just been sitting on them for years. Like I'll get to them at some point. We have attempted to write several screenplays that I don't think we ever actually wrote a word for. <laughs> We spent a lot of time debating. One time we got to index cards. That's about <laughs> as far as we got. So uh, so I figured out a way. Right, I'm going to write a book. This okay. is what I'm going to do. Great and American the, novel. Everyone's got n- one in them. Not quite. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. All right. So convinced my wife. You leave me alone for a week. I'm sure that wasn't a difficult decision oh, for her. So a week. She leaves. And I'm going to write a book. And this book is going to be, I'm going to watch as many massacre movies as I can in this week time frame. Maybe the masturbation analogy, not the best thing right now. But go ahead. So I watched 30, I bought and watched 30 some massacre movies over the course of a week. Okay. Okay. So in my, in hindsight, I I still think there might be a nugget of goodness to this part of it, but I've I've read it afterwards, and there's a reason why I never published it is because there's this is fundamentally flawed for a few reasons. But my concept was like my opening chapter was like here's my concept. I'm gonna what I'm gonna read this. It's gonna be flowing from my mind to the page. You're going to experience what it's like for me to sit for a week watching nothing but massacre movies. So you weren't trying to write a novel. No, no, getting no. into the headspace of a massacre movie. No, no, no. You were you were writing nonfiction that is just you babbling about the massacre movies that you're watching. Yes, and there's essays in between and things okay. about different topics that come up. Mm-hmm. And I part of it, if I'm honest with myself, is because I knew that I was terrible at the editing part. 
So that was going to be my my gimmick is this right. is unfiltered. Whatever I spit out is going in the book. Mm-hmm. So I did that. The, and then I went to reread it and try to figure out. And part of it is, is the problem is, is that half the time I was just giving a synopsis of the movie mm-hmm. instead of any creative input on it. Right. Uh, half the time I was not paying attention to the movie because I'm fiddling on the computer or my phone right? because I've watched six movies in that day and mm-hmm. I want nothing more than to not do this anymore, you know? Yeah. So it was a fundamentally flawed premise. I still have it. So my pitch to you is, okay, this needs to be like an audio book that you and I do to where <laughs> we, I will read it. Okay. Okay. So we'll go chapter by chapter. Mm-hmm. I will read it. And defend myself against your barrage of criticisms that I'll say now are probably not usually how audiobooks work. That are probably fair, but but I I feel a need to defend. So the mo- the book is called Massacre Movie Massacre. Um, so that's the title of the book, uh, and it's going to be coming here. You just heard it. Assuming you're going to agree, and as otherwise, we got like five more minutes to go backwards <laughs> to for this intro. It's <laughs> great. I like how you're you're telling me the idea for the first time on mic mm-hmm. and then be like you know if that's if that's a real shit idea we can we can just re-record this. <laughs> the, this it'll just never happen. No, we'll leave it in here and people will be waiting for this idea and it's never going to come. Uh you I'm game for things. Love it. Love Speaking it. Speaking of being game for things, you want to drag me to a convention. I do. I drag f- is a strong word. I just felt it was needed in that segue. <laughs> I didn't even know you were doing a segue. Like that was so. Because shoo- I'm a I'm a goddamn professional. That, <laughs> that was a professional that segue. Was, that was not. Um, Fun fact: uh, uh, an actual segue has a 225 pound weight limit. We still got to do the math on that. We got to get a philanthropist on that or something. Fuck, I've told that fun fact on this podcast before. Yeah, we've already been over this because we tried to research and do the math to figure out because I still contend whatever my number was. Yeah. There's a lot of fatties. Yeah. Anyway. Speaking of a lot of fatties, we're going to a convention. (laughs) That was a better segue, by the way. That was a much better segue. (laughs) I bow to the master. So here's the idea. The the idea is I I knew that we were going to have this conversation like this is what you should expect when we go to a convention. Mm -hmm. Um. And I've always thought it would be cool because I, I see in these forums people ask the same questions because they're new to it and things like that. So the, the the idea was I'll tell you what to expect, my my things that I've ran into, my pointers for it, and I don't know, you can chill and Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm out. just gonna eat dinner. Okay. All if right. if you need me, I'll be over here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so before you dive in, what are you expecting to see here? Um so we're going like, to be we, we're obviously going to a convention, but the, but I my goal with this is to try to have it be like a kind of a convention guide for newbies. Right. So I've been looking at the like the guest list mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, this person known for these horror movies. But mm-hmm. then also like she was the voice of Tommy on Rugrats. And I'm like, I'm going to meet the voice of Tommy from Rugrats. Yeah. So I'm way more into that than I am <laughs> like, oh, it's. One of the guys who played one of those characters in one of those movies on Rush's shelf. Russ. Not Rush. Right. <laughs> so, Russ. Yeah. All right. So anymore, 
the conventions are pretty much autograph shows is, is kind of what it boils down to. And the That's very kind of disappointing it, they it's the, it's what you make of it yeah. is a lot of it, but, but they're geared towards that. So the very first thing to make sure that everybody knows, because it's the first question that everybody have has is you pay per autograph, whatever you get autographed, you get 10 things autographed. You're paying 10 times, whatever the autograph fee is for said guest at the convention. Okay. Okay. Um, I feel like I just need a button like every once in a while to have you say, mm hmm, or okay, or yeah, we'll just or make a, we'll just make a Justin soundboard. Yum. <laughs> Justin soundboard. Yeah. Um, is this it's really what I have most of the time? Is this a, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, is this a good time? Oh, okay. Is this a good time to mention that my phone thinks I'm fat or knows I'm fat? <laughs> Your phone knows you're fat. <laughs> It my, knows you want to be talking about food. My phone constantly changes, like and anything that can get close. It changes the word "good" to "food" constantly. It changes the word "r" to "eight," and just any combination of which you can do just haphazardly assumes I'm talking about food. So, by the way, this McDonald's gave me six buffalo sauces. Fantastic! I would would eat there again. <laughs> The ratio is usually pretty low on those things. Yeah, they use, it's three for a 20-piece. The Whoever was there doubled it, and I thank them. Uh, I just listened. There was David Spade was on a podcast recently, and he uh, he said that uh, when he would go out to eat with Chris Farley, every time Chris Farley would take a bite of a steak, he would put a new packet of butter on it, the little individual squares. So David Spade was like, Chris, you cannot do that, dude. That is not healthy. And yeah, Chris, you're going to die when you're like 27. <laughs> and Chris Farley's response was, they all need their own little hat. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's the very first thing. So anticipate that. it is the, the guests that are there are there to make money. And people have a problem with that on a fundamental level because they think, they, there's the argument like I've already paid to see you in this movie. You owe your career to me. The thing is, is most of these people at these conventions, they're not living high on the hog. I mean, they did their gig. They got paid for it. And royalties, if they're coming, are minimal if they were a bit actor in this 80s slasher movie. Is it going to be sad like a like the merchandise row at the end of an indie wrestling event? Some of them are, yeah. Where it's just like... Nobody wants, I can't remember his name. This this joke worked in my head. I could picture him. He was the Million Dollar Man's butler. Yes. In the WO for um, a while. Virgil. Virgil, yeah. You're Thank welcome. You. Nobody wants Virgil's autograph. Is that what it's going to be? Except it's going to be like, I played Jason in the seventh Friday the 13th movie. No, the guy that played Jason in the Friday, the seventh Friday, the 13th is going to be at the convention. We're going to, <laughs> his name's Kane Hodder and he's probably one of the most popular people that you're going to see. Wow. I, a had no idea about any of that <laughs> and B am totally not surprised. <laughs> so, um, but there is definitely a degree of, of exactly what you're describing there at some points. Um, but, but here's my thing. Here's my argument for why I don't, necessarily mind paying people for these is because i'm well aware they may do it on an individual basis out of the kindness of their hearts like they might do a show that's fine to say thank you 
but they're not going to fly around the country and come close to where you are on any kind of a routine basis if there isn't a reason for them to do so. Right. They might devote a weekend to do that, but they're not going to do it a dozen times throughout the year. So they're, that's how they're motivated to be there. That being said, the scene has kind of changed in the last couple of years. And there's one thing that's directly responsible for that. What is that, Russ? You have any idea? The internet? <laughs> no. Um, it's The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. So, so here's what... So when I, when I started going to these, uh, it was pretty much... And, and back in, in the day before me, they, they were free. It was a thank you. And basically, the people that were putting out a new movie would, would pay for the people to go, the guests to go to these, the actors, the directors. Um, and now it's a more direct relationship where they're getting monetary amount for appearing and per signature, right? So The Walking Dead, because it is so popular has meant multiple things have changed in the convention scene. First of all, there's way more people interested in coming and that are coming guest, I'm sorry, uh, fan wise than ever before. There's a huge influx of soccer moms and teenage girls that are there for walking dead. Um, and then that, what that means is just like anything else with capitalism, the price is going to go up. So when you've got a Norman Reedus, who, when the first couple times I met him, was 25 bucks, right? He's $80 a signature now. So any item you want signed by Norman Reedus is $80. And if you want a picture with him, it's another 80 bucks. Remind me not to accidentally take a picture with Norman Reedus. So, <laughs> that happens, too. Like, where people will try to get money from you. Like, if you snap a picture of them from far away. Um, I mean, not, not everyone it's people with handlers and things like that. But so in turn, what that's done is you've got somebody, you've got Kane Hodder, right? The guy that you mocked a minute ago. I didn't mock him. Who will kill you (laughs) when I tell him you mocked him. I mocked an idea (laughs) and you just happened to put a name to it. So, um, so he's been doing conventions forever. He's got this huge laundry list of genre accomplishments and he's like, I'm charging $20. I've been charging $20 for doing these conventions for 10 years. And this guy comes in, and I'm not faulting anybody in this scenario. This guy comes in, and he's now charging 80 bucks per piece. Why don't I charge 30 and still be $50 cheaper than him, but get an extra $10 for each one? Makes complete sense. But it sucks as a fan yeah. when, you're, when you're, you're watching this. So that's something that's, that's happened. That's kind of changed in the scene. Um, when, as far as if you're getting something signed, what you want to get signed, if you haven't gone, I really recommend kind of deciding a little bit ahead of time. Look at their roster. So what I do every time is I see as people are announced, and I immediately look at their IMDb. So as the guests are announced, I look at their IMDb. I see if they're what they've been in, um, if I've got items that I already know that I want, or if there's things that I may be interested in, things that have been on my to watch list and I haven't seen yet, I prioritize those and get those watched because I've definitely had those moments of regret where I'm not worried about getting you to sign this thing because I've never seen your movie, but then I fall in love with it and now I've already missed that opportunity. Right. Um, So I would suggest looking at everybody's IMDb, 
deciding ahead of time. Um, I really enjoy, for a long time, I was on a big kick where I got uh, every poster I could signed. Um, here's the problem with posters is that if you're wanting to do that, people are in multiple movies. So when you look at a Kane Hodder, mm-hmm. perfect example, he's Jason in multiple movies. He's Victor Crowley in all the Hatchet movies. He's the stunt coordinator for Devil's Rejects. He's got a huge IMDb list, right? Right. So you could have literally 10, 20 things that you like him in that if you start a poster for each of those, you have 20 signatures at this point that you need to do or you need to prioritize and not have them on some things. It's 400 bucks, and you've only started 20 posters. So Now you have to get all those. Yes. So it, that's something to consider. And and there are ven, um, there's going to be vendors that are going to be throughout the place. Um, the reason that I'm bringing it up, we'll talk more about those in a minute, but don't bank on them having something that you want. As many times as I tell myself that, I've done it. My son uh, and I went to a convention pretty much solely to meet Christy Swanson. He wanted to meet Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He, Not the good one? The movie one. Yeah. The movie one. So yeah. he was in love with her. By the way, kind of disappointed when he realized she's 50 now and not 18. <laughs> yeah. So thinking because he was definitely had a crush on her. But we went, and I'm breaking my own rule, which is have something that you know. But my thought was, she's going to have posters on the table, or there'll be posters there. Nothing. So he ended up just getting a regular 8x10, which pretty much everybody will have there. If you walk in without an item, they will have something. Mm -hmm. But if there's something specific you're looking for, you need to be doing the eBay or Amazon thing ahead of time. Um that's my suggestion for how to figure out autographs the way that I budget for these is as guests are announced I will figure out what I want them for and then I will pull aside I started out when I started doing this I did it for 25 bucks an autograph because most of them were 20 Mm -hmm. and then I had an extra five bucks that I would accumulate now I do 40 per autograph and it balances out because some of them end up being 50 some of them end up being 20 but it pretty much balances out but if nothing else so that's I pull it aside as they're announced so that at the end of the day, I don't need to go, Oh, I need to pull $600 out of the bank account to go to the convention. I've already got it pulled aside. It's the right. same money amount, but it's easier to uh, hide $20 from myself and my wife every week right. than it is to just yank out 600 bucks out of the bank account. Cause this is, this is what you spend money on. This is what I spend money on. As we've established before, you're very cheap, but this is what you spend money on. I don't know. Which is I'm fine. Cheap. We had your wife on a future episode <laughs> that we had to record early because it was our massive episode 15. Spoilers. That's already been recorded. And she even admits that you're cheap. So well, and, it's confirmed. And there's kind of a, a climax there that reinforces the cheapness as well. Yeah. So so there's that. There's that. Um, also, so I thought I was thinking about being cheap this week. Because I was trying to kind of self-evaluate. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be married if I didn't have a coupon. What? So I met my wife on Match.com. Um, we, I was like scrolling and looking for somebody because I am was lonely. As you do. So I'm, I'm looking and uh, I'm like, oh, okay. This looks like an interesting female. 
but I really don't want to sign up for the month for $15 or whatever it was, right? Okay. So I found like a free link to like a one week or two week or month trial or whatever. So I signed up for it. No, that's not true. I looked to make sure there was nobody else that I wanted to email. <laughs> like, <laughs> made sure there was nobody else. So I signed up. I emailed her. And then I immediately canceled the subscription so I didn't get charged for it. <laughs> so Good job. I would never have emailed her if I, we wouldn't have, I wouldn't have two kids right now if, if I had, uh, because I'm cheap, if I hadn't yeah. had that coupon. Imagine what your life could be if you weren't cheap. That would be great. Yeah. Wait, or if I hadn't had that coupon, that would have been great. I don't know how to go say with that. Um, vendors, I referenced a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the vendors, uh, I try to support as much as possible. So there's going to be everybody, there's going to be people that make their own artwork. There's going to be people there that are bootlegging things that I don't agree with. There are going to be people there that are bootlegging things that I'm cool with, like things that are only available on VHS that you can't get anymore that they've converted to DVDs. I'm good with that. Um, or foreign things that are never going to come. Exactly. I'm good with that. Um, you know, there's people that are selling old posters and action figures and all those kinds of things. So I try to make it a point as much as possible. These are people that are obviously impassioned about what they do. There's artists that are, that are there selling their own art and things like that. I try to put money aside to do that. And I encourage everybody to do it because it really is cool. That seems like the one thing that might interest me is like I really like cool fan art and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. That might be cool. I, yeah, I think that there's a possibility you might find something you like there. Um, the... Uh, I don't know. What what else do you feel like you're unsure about, about protocol or anything like that as far as conventions go? I mean, at this point, my big question is, like, what's going to be there for me? Because I'm not a big memorabilia guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. So I'm just in it for the experience. I'm going to learn all about it. But, like, is there anything that's going to be there for me? So there's going to be... Uh, there, as you go through, there's panels at pretty much every convention. Cool. So specifically this one, um, there's going to be a 31 panel that I'd like to go to for Rob Zombie's 31. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a just listen to two last, days ago. Yeah, yeah, that was mm-hmm. the last episode. Um, there is a saw panel for uh, an as yet to be heard project that you and I did together. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting for the two of us. Um, there are films that are going to be, um, that are usually shown specifically for you and I, there are two films that I'd really like to see that one I've heard very good things about. Uh, it's directed by Oz Perkins, who's Anthony Perkins, uh, son. Cool. Um, and, uh, another movie, uh, by a director that I loved his, his first effort. Um, so I'd like to try to see those. Um, and a lot of time, um, there's going to be things like that. There's usually after parties, uh, concerts, and things like that. Not really going to be your scene necessarily. Um, Who doesn't like parties and music? Uh, I don't. I don't want to see people. <laughs> I don't want to go to people. Okay. That sounds terrible. Okay. Um, usually at the conventions as well, there's VIP passes available. Um, so you get a T-shirt and some shit. Uh, and the biggest benefit to that is that you get to do line cuts, which if you're there... It, but they're they're pretty steep. I've done them a couple times. 
I can't say that I would necessarily recommend doing them. They're probably not worth it unless you really like the party scene and want to get into this exclusive party. Um, for the most part, I don't usually think that they're worth it. Um, booking and staying at the conventions are definitely going to be more expensive if you're staying at the hotel where the convention is, but it's obviously more convenient. Um, so on average, it's like $100 a night to stay at the convention uh, hotel. Um, we, I used to do that um, because there is something really convenient about being able to go upstairs to your room, go downstairs, get an autograph or two, and then go back upstairs. Um, but because I, we said I'm cheap, the difference between $100 a night and $40 a night and staying 10 minutes across town and driving is substantial enough for me to justify not staying at the same hotel. Right. And these are obviously Midwest prices. Your mileage may vary yeah. wherever you are. Exactly. Yeah. These are Midwest, Midwest America. Since it's the internet, we could be international. Touche. Dollars are what we use here in the United States as currency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you noticed? Mm-hmm. Probably. Donald Trump and Michael Moore are be looking more and more alike. Like every time that I see pictures of either one of them. Is Michael Moore getting orange? Um, I think it's just a whole lot of chin <laughs> and like chicken neck is what's becoming more apparent okay. to me. Like, Because if you just told me he was covered in Cheeto dust, I would believe you. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, so so I would consider, consider that as far as your factors for as you're going in. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about is the the, the the atmosphere and the people mm-hmm. that you're going to be around. So yeah. for me, I'm there and I love it because like these are my people. Um, but, the, but the thing that's true and I've taken people that, that aren't necessarily, they're in the same boat you are. They're vaguely interested, but they're yeah. not. I've went with a few people. I mean, I'm a nerd. I know how to hang out with other nerds. Yeah, but the consensus is that this is, every time I've been to a convention, it's the nicest, coolest group of people ever. Like these are people that have, tattoos you'll see sleeves everywhere with michael myers and jason and stuff like that right so to think the average person it would be somebody to be like that's a weirdo keep your kid away there's going to be more door holding than you'll ever see there's going to be more politeness and all of that than you would ever see at a concert at any kind of a sporting event anything like that um it's a real and and i think i want you to be honest if you feel that way because i might just be having beer goggles but i really think Mm -hmm. it's usually the coolest group of people that you're going to find i mean again that's when you get a bunch of people in a room that are very passionate about a thing Mm -hmm. that's they're all riding high yeah there's their endorphins going on and you know they're geeking out that's true about football but yet you end up with a lot of there's a certain amount of aggression that comes with football maybe I was going to say soccer, but that's even worse. I've been to a flea market. There's douchebags at the flea market, and those people really <laughs> seem to love it. passionate about a flea market. Uh, we, we used to work with a girl whose dream one day was to own a flea market. We'll talk about that name later. That was, <laughs> that, that was her, like, as some people sit back and they're like, oh, I just want to win the lottery, or oh, I want to find an attractive woman and marry her. She was like, flea market. I, I feel like that's just... The type of people would be in a flea market or like, oh, I want to win the lottery, but I guess I'm just going to sell old car parts <laughs> on a table that every, really every, can't support it. Every time we go to a flea market, we uh, I f- there's always like a guy selling swords for some reason. Yeah, there's a, and no die cast you... cars like I don't understand. <laughs> like, how is this viable that you're able to 
and like it just looks like garbage like if i owned any of these things on like there's some people that literally look like they have a table full of garbage they've got price tags on them from 1970 for this random chainsaw part that they Mm -hmm. want full price for yeah it blows my mind i don't know how these people live like how they survive making any money doing what they do i don't know like i'm I know people in the flea market business. It's low margins, penny pinching, and a lot of traveling. Yeah, I uh, we w- we went to one once, and uh, I think I don't even know if we I was married yet to my wife, but we, there was uh, Duracell batteries, and it was like this giant pack of Duracell batteries for some super cheap price. So I'm like, we got to get some of these, right? And she's like, yeah, that's cool. So I was like, well, hold on, let me call my mom see if she wants any of these because it's a super good deal so i'm on my cell phone i'm talking to my mom like hey got these duracell batteries blah 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 and my wife's like hey russ like i'm on the phone like i mouth to her i'm on the phone russell i'm on the phone she does it again great it's a great relationship you guys have so i'm on i'm on the phone so she does it again like this time so I, I like put the phone down and I'm gritting my teeth and I'm like, what? I am on the phone. She looks at me and she says, these say they are Duratech batteries, you moron. And <laughs> so I just had to go back to my mom like, never mind, click, bye. <laughs> Stuck my tail between my legs. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Um, so there is one problem we have, however. Okay, what is that? There's no way that I can walk into a convention with you looking the way you do i'm wearing a star wars shirt you are a 300 pound man wearing a black t-shirt with star wars on it oh you think i'm only 300 pounds that's so sweet the average you're gonna stick out like a sore thrum a sore what thrum okay because the average horror convention goer is a 300 pound white guy wearing a black horror t-shirt I mean, this so is like we gray. so we need to resolve that. Is so R2-D2 not horrific enough? I uh, you, I put off giving you your birthday present for a little bit. Yeah. But I'd like to give it to you now. Okay. Ooh. So I'm presenting this with to you. This is uh, what do you got there, Justin? Let me let me crinkle this on Mike. <laughs> the mystery. Do you dare open it? This is the tea of mystery. So the coolest company out there for uh, horror T-shirts is a company called Fright Rags. They're pretty awesome. Pretty much everything they release is awesome. There's this. Don't open it yet because I don't know what it is. Because the whole point of the Tea of Mystery is oh. I you do, when you buy it, you don't know what it is. Nice. So I figured what's better for you, you you're not going to get no matter what I pick anyway. Right. So this is a mystery to both of us. But this is going to be when we're going through. So anybody that is going to be at Horror Hound uh, here coming up in March mm-hmm. in Cincinnati, uh, the remake me crew. Justin is going to be repping the T-shirt that he's about to open up right now because this is going to going to be rocking. Okay, you ready? ready? Can I open it now? You can open it. All right. I just wanted to explain what you were opening. So yeah, I get it, and I'm just giving you shit. And now no one is listening to anything. <laughs> just silence. Uh, what do you got? It's a black T-shirt. It says Doof Warrior. And it looks like it might be the guy from the new Mad Max. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. I've seen this movie. I haven't. You haven't (laughs) seen Fury Road? No, it's not a horror movie. Fury Road is so good. It's not a horror movie. Uh, I don't know what you want me to say. 
but it's in like the Iron Maiden font. Well, that's not very horror-y. I don't know. He's like a... It's like him, but he's like a shrunken head Frankenstein thing for some reason. I've not seen the movie, so not, I don't know. This I don't get In this the movie, t-shirt. he's just like a weird looking dude. I, he looks nothing like this. I was really worried that I was just going to be jealous of the shirt you got. And luckily for me, no. But I feel like this is like... This is like a shirt that I might get. That's what I was going to say. This is perfect for you because it's straddling two worlds right, right now. Like it's one foot in the horror thing and it's one foot in not cool stuff. This is awesome. So thank you. Happy birthday. You're Aww, welcome. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thanks. Thanks. So I didn't get you anything for your birthday, which is very near to mine. Well, that's so. very awkward then. I um, also responded to you saying happy birthday <laughs> with happy birthday. <laughs> We're just going to let that slide. So uh, that's our convention thing. If you guys have any questions, let me know. I've been to quite a few. I feel, I, And everybody has their own thing. Everybody's going to mm-hmm. say you need to only be getting eight by tens. Just show up and don't have a game plan. I really feel like you need to if you're planning on collecting things. So, And this um, is all from the perspective of a memorabilia nut who exactly. fills his basement with all this stuff. Exactly. There's other people that go that are just there to drink right. with people that like this stuff. Yeah. Like, there are people that just go and they pass out and they sleep in. They get one hotel room. Everybody throws in 10 bucks for the weekend and they get 20 people in one hotel room. Yeah. So it just depends on what you're into. That's that's my take on what I enjoy um, and anybody that's remotely in that vein. All right. So you're taking me to this one. Maybe maybe now I can get you to go to a PAX or something. What's that? It's, it's for gaming. Okay. It's Penny Arcade Expo. Do you know what Penny Arcade is? Is that where you play arcades for pennies? It's a it's Penny Arcade is a web comic series. It's very popular. Don't uh, know what that is. So they they got big enough and they started a convention in Seattle. Okay. And now there are four of them a year. There's one in Seattle, one in Boston, one in I think Houston. It's in Texas. I don't remember if it's Houston or San Antonio, and one in Australia. And so. I'd, I would like to go to one because it's video games, but it's also board games. That's all, and it's just a bunch of game nerds. I imagine it's the together. same thing. You got people selling shit. You got yeah. people that made this shit. Right. You've got all that. Um, Except there are like a hundred thousand people there instead of like what I'm gonna assume this place is gonna be like a thousand ish or less. Mm, this one will be bigger than that. Really? Cool. Um, you reminded me. Mm-hmm. I have an arcade story. Ooh. So. Um, when I've said before that I lived away from my family for a while. So I was there and uh, I ended up driving by like this porn shop. So I'm like, hey, I'm lonely and horny. Let's go in here. <laughs> so I go in and then I'm walking around and I'm just like, why am I even here? These DVDs are like $40. I have a computer. There's no point in me being here right now. Question. Was it the lion's den? No. Okay. No. Is there billboards for that all the fuck over in the, throughout the Midwest? I have a second story after this story. <laughs> so, so, so I, and then I see the sign in the corner. It's this neon sign that's lit up and it says arcade. So I'm like, holy shit. They have like an adult arcade here. This is the coolest thing in the world. Like I'm definitely playing in the arcade in a right. porn shop. There's no way I'm not going to do this. Like, I'm imagining... I wouldn't want to touch the joysticks, but whatever. I'm imagining, uh, like, a Pac-Man that's just, like, eating dicks. Like, no, 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 eating dicks or something, right? Yeah. And, like, there was, like, porn arcade, uh, porn Atari games. Mm-hmm. Do you ever hear about Revenge. Yeah, exactly. I'm pl- imagining playing that. 
So I go through this like velvet curtain and it's super dark. And like, it takes a minute for my eyes to adjust. And there's like a dude standing a few feet away from me. And it's kind of a mazy type thing. And I'm trying to, again, my eyes are trying to adjust and I'm walking forward and making a couple turns. And there, there's just lots of like velvet uh, uh, curtains. Mm-hmm. And then there, there's an open velvet curtain and there's like a dude sitting in this little cubicle. And I go forward a little bit more and, and it starts to sink in like, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm not going to find Pac-Man. Nope. No, no Pac-Man. So I go a little deeper in there and like I see another guy going into a booth and then like I see like uh, a TV screen, a computer screen, and it looks like it looks like a Netflix queue. This is this is a little before Netflix on the TV, but this is like a Netflix queue where there's just a whole bunch, but just Mm -hmm. like a whole bunch of porn movies that you're going to choose. Right. And that's the moment where I realize like I need to get out of here right the second because this is not at all what I'm expecting. Yeah, you found the jerk off place. So I found more than that, I think, because I immediately got home and I Googled like adult arcades. And according to Wikipedia, it's an area frequented by gay men. That when you're sitting, you're asking to be the the blower in a glory hole. So like, the, I was in a place where there are glory holes for dudes to suck each other's dicks. Nice. I had no idea. Like, that's how innocent I was walking in there. I literally, like, it sounds so stupid now that I know the truth, but I was yeah. seriously expecting Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I got anonymous gay sex is what I got. <laughs> I mean, you can go anywhere and get anonymous gay sex. It's the beauty of the internet. <laughs> so, Grinder gets you there. Um, the uh, I've got a friend. I think I told you this. Hopefully it wasn't on mic. I've got a friend that I was talking to, and he was saying he has a friend who's gay, and he tried to use Grinder, and he's 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 my age. He's in mm-hmm. his his early to mid thirties, so he's kind of past the point of like wanting one night stands and stuff. Like he wants a real relationship, and. Uh, so he like messaged this guy. That's not what Grinder is I'm for. I'm just telling you what was said. I'm just saying that's well, not what Grinder's for. I think he found that out because he he like sent somebody a message like, "Hey, how's it going?" And he the guy replied and said, "Oh, I got bet you got a big dick." So my buddy, my friend's buddy, replied and said, "Well, aren't you the charmer?" <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so fucking innocent. <laughs> It's like if my mom used a grinder. <laughs> so, um, now my second weird, creepy story. So, my wife and I drove to uh, Gatlinburg from Indiana. Mm-hmm. And starting literally like hundreds of miles away, we started seeing these signs for Dreamland, the world's biggest adult superstore, like okay. hundreds of miles away. Mm-hmm. And the first time I was like, why are they advertising this 300 miles away? This is insane. It must be, right? Right. So this is the running joke for hours is that we'll see them every 40 minutes. They'll be, keep going, only 250 miles to go till dreamland. So because this is an ongoing joke for that many hours and we're going on vacation, it started getting closer and closer. Like, do you want to stop? I don't know. I don't know. Do you want to stop? Do you want to stop? So we we decided we're going to stop. Mm-hmm. So we finally get to the exit for Dreamland. We get off at the exit, and it's like I bet you do. <laughs> so there's, so there's. Thank you. That was the perfect response. <laughs> so there's, it's like the most 
rural road that you can see and you're we're driving something is obviously wrong this is this cannot be where this is and then we see a sign that says like oh you missed it turn around for dreamland like how did we miss the world's biggest adult superstore yeah it's like walmart but filled with porn and they they, so many people miss it they had to have the sign saying you missed it right right so we turn around in some random person's driveway and start going back and we see what we missed you know when somebody has a house and they do accounting out of it and they have that small sign sitting out front Mm -hmm. that was the sign for dreamland because dreamland was the sign was sitting in front of a ranch home with a gravel driveway (laughs) that we pulled in and parked in the gravel driveway slash parking lot area, which is really just like a bump out in their driveway. All right. And there was a moment when we're looking at each other, like, are we, are we going to do this? Like, it sounds like you're walking into a rape. It does. Yeah. So this isn't my rape story, just so you know. Um, so we we decide we're going to do it. And what Dreamland is, is a huge freaking pole barn. 15 feet away from these people's back door where they obviously live. <laughs> that as you're walking into Dreamland, there are kids toys and like a tricycle. <laughs> That you have to walk past as you're going in to this. Like a rusty red wagon. Yes, that's exactly what it was. This huge pole barn where they had more things than I've ever. I've never seen like an actual sex doll, like a one that cost thousands of dollars mm-hmm. until there. Like They're they called had real dolls. They, I think this was before. Isn't that a new thing? I have no idea. I've only heard Lars of them and the recently. real girl is like 2000. Yeah, that's true. But, but anyway, so yeah. I had never heard of them at that point. I just know that they were. I looked at it the same way that I would look at a museum, like just in awe, like it wasn't just, and because every porn shop I've been in is like low lit and things, but this is a barn where like you can hear birds like landing on the tin (laughs) roof, like, and there's a kid outside like (laughs) playing, playing jacks. Somebody's ringing a triangle because dinner's ready. (laughs) Exactly. It was the most bizarre, but I'm so glad that I went Yeah, because it was one of the craziest things ever. (laughs) Like, that's ridiculous it's it's insane and that's so ridiculous they obviously had children there's only two options for how these kids have been raised mm-hmm. and that is either under no circumstances do you ever 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 open that barn mm-hmm. and they've ra- been raised they have no idea what's in there right like it's just consumed them for for at least 14 years until they decide they're going to break in and find out what's in there. Right. And then how traumatic would that be? Mm-hmm. Like my parents are pornographers. Yeah. Or it's totally normal. Yeah. And from like the just age completely. of two, they're just in there seeing the most depraved things that you've ever seen. Right. I don't, Some I don't grow up playing with Barbies. They grow up playing with real dolls. Yeah. Or dildos, just like swords. Yeah. Just. <laughs> <laughs> my grandma used to babysit me a lot. I hope this is a grandma dildo story. This is not a grandma dildo story. (laughs) This is a kid's imagination story. Uh, She didn't, like, I didn't bring toys. And so she didn't have any toys. But what she had was just a shit ton of hairbrushes. 
So I used hairbrushes <laughs> growing up as action figures. Why did you not bring any toys? Because I, I, I went there every day. This exactly. Sounds, this, this sounds reasonable. You're right. You're not. Why would your not, mom not bring you toys to keep over there? I your grandma bought you toys for Christmas and your birthday. Why didn't they just stay at her house? Yeah. Why didn't? Well, I think the pog maker did stay at her house. <laughs> she always had the Sears catalog. <laughs> I don't know. Did you used to find the Sears catalog as titillating as I did? I, I had the pog maker, and all the pogs were were just sweater boobs. That's all my pogs were just like, oh, here's a cool toy. Okay, grandma left the room. Sweater boob, sweater boob, sweater boob. From your pogs. That's, yep. That's awesome. Yep. See, I don't think I would have had the balls to do that because I would be worried they'd find them. Like, I would just secretly wish that I could pogs have pogs. are very small and hideable. <laughs> I love the idea. That's that sounds a little serial killerish. Like you're just piecing out these women <laughs> instead of the whole thing. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It is creepy as fuck. We were supposed to do this podcast like ten minutes ago. I know. All right. Well. So uh, there's our convention episode. Yeah. Have fun going to convention. Maybe if it's a long road trip, stop at the the nearest giant porn warehouse in somebody's backyard. <laughs> and if you're bored, play with hairbrushes.